Hey everybody, my name is Lauren Hollander and this is Who Gives a Charlotte the podcast. Let's talk about food, baby. Let's talk about what we eat. Let's talk about all the entrees, appetizers that we seek. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about Once again, I want to say thank you so much to my buddy, Brandon King, who put that little song together. Um, I'm sure most of you know that is a cover. Um, I guess you would call it a cover. I don't know, a play on uh, Let's Talk About Sex, Baby by salt and Peppa. Um, wow, I feel incredibly white saying that. Salt and Pepper, um, which is a little meta extra reference, seeing as... We all cook with salt and pepper, so uh, thank you, Brandon. You're amazing. You're the best. So let's talk about food and food waste. I'm here with my buddy, Aaron. Uh, we worked last spring for the Parks and Rec department together as a uh, – <laughs> give it up for Parks and Rec – as the environmental uh, educators. And um, – yep. Yeah, it was a fun program. Like, kids would come from schools, and we would kind of take them around the wetlands and – um, explain very basic kind of natural processes. Like what were the age ranges of the kids who would come? I, I mean, you know, we would deal with, uh, kindergarten through high schoolers. Yeah. Um, a lot of age groups being elementary school, but there's definitely chances to, uh, teach some older teenagers as well. Yeah. Um, that was always fun because you can be a bit more creative, you know, the older they are, but it was funny because Be more real with them. <laughs> yeah, I never went to public school. So you guys, you probably remember, you guys would always refer like, oh, uh, sixth graders are coming. And I'm like, what the hell yeah. age? <laughs> like there needs to be some math equation, like yeah, a conversion, like, yeah. like sixth grade plus two years. Like you're what? like, are they like 16, 17? We're like, no, they're like two, 12. What? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm horrible right, at kids yeah. ages though. Cause ah, so five year old. Yeah. yeah. Someone's like, how old are they? And I'm like this tall. And I like that. I don't know. <laughs> That's no height. is always, yeah. yeah like, height I don't is know. This old, you that can't see, but we're easier. doing the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the distance thing. Um, but one thing about Aaron and I that was interesting is that um, we would often uh, have conversations, you know, over lunch and, um, you know, obviously if we're doing this job, we give a shit about the environment yeah. uh, and we see the importance for education um, at all levels of life. But I think kids are great too because you know, get them while they're young and still some, some kinds of ideas that, um, can hopefully make a difference in the future. Absolutely. Um, but Aaron was always kind of on one side of the fence and I was on the other. Um, I'd say you approached it more as an environmentalist and I approached things more as a, uh, I don't know. I hate the word foodie. Um, well, but like as an ordinary consumer, Yeah. but with, you know, that, that knowledge of, you know, where your food comes, that kind of thing. Exactly. You know? But you still, you know, you still, you're not trying to, to, um, I guess like cause a panic. Yeah. Know, trying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you, you know, a, that's a great way of putting it. I yeah. was the realist. She was the more optimistic one, yeah. but you know, you have to have optimism too, because there's a lot of things that are great that are happening right now. But Totally. Um, so that's why today I wanted to talk about food waste and not just all the stuff we throw out in the kitchen um, that we should have consumed by said date, 
but also all the associated waste and um, the effects that these these things have on the environment. And I know that when you start getting to that level, people get, um, I don't know, turned off, I guess, when you start talking about like, you know, people are dying and the world is ending, you know, people are like, oh, I can't do anything about that. So the whole point of this podcast and this, this, this in general, uh, food waste is to look at, okay, how can we as consumers, um, do things a little bit differently. We don't even have to do anything crazy different, but just start to do things a little bit different, um, armed with a bit of knowledge about what kind of effects these have. So, um, one thing I found was that, uh, 150,000 tons of food is wasted every day by Americans. So this is just Americans. Obviously, I think we tend to be the most wasteful. One of the most wasteful, yeah. Yeah. By far. When yeah. it comes to food, at least. Especially when it comes to food. Food waste um, creates biogas, mm-hmm. um, which is a very highly efficient greenhouse gas. Mm-hmm. And... You know, that in itself, the whole uh, development of agriculture is contributing about a third of our pollution on this planet. So that includes, you know, the production of plants, uh, vegetables, fruits, but also the production of animals, pigs, cows. When they're eating all these plant matter, you know, they're basically having to digest it. And what happens is they themselves are also farting and belching out yeah i remember They're hearing farting about that. and belching the out these farts. biogases which a lot yeah, of times like, is methane yeah so you know <laughs> biogas is a very very big issue that yeah. not many people know about because you know i you know we've talked about um stuff at um the wetlands with the kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that about you know composting yeah. and all this stuff And, you know, like when uh, food degrades by itself Mm -hmm. or through an acidity, like say in an animal's stomach, it's going to create that biogas. It's going to release that gas and it has to go elsewhere. The thing about food waste, though, is that it can be properly, um, you know, when it's composted. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But the issue is that when you're throwing food into the trash, it ends up in landfills and... Um, I remember uh, learning about this a while ago that when the food is, um, you know, breaking down in a landfill surrounded by like plastics and other waste, that it lets off this gas and it's really dangerous. And it even ends up running, if you think about like rain falling on a landfill mm-hmm. and all those gases, they go into our water tables. So mm-hmm. when you're throwing that away and not properly disposing of it, um, the effects are far greater than you would even think when you just throw, you know, some salad scraps or whatever in the trash can. And um, say what you had told me about Russia, because that was crazy. Well, so with Russia, the last oh, two, three years, or probably even more than that, but Moscow itself, like, let's face it, you know, the world population is growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the issue with food waste is only becoming a bigger and bigger issue yeah. every single day as there's more and more mouths to feed. Now, as everyone's trying to live a Western lifestyle where everything is a convenience, where everything is basically available all year round, we have 24-7 access to it. We have a lot of us, not all these days, but a lot of us have the money to purchase these things and to buy excess of those things. So Russia, especially right now, is um, growing massively. Moscow, 
the middle class there has boomed in the last uh, 10, 15 years. And with that, so is the food waste. And Moscow has no idea how to handle this. The Russian government has never been very big on keeping the environment or the climate uh, intact, so yeah. to speak. So they're all about just throwing it in the landfill. So a lot of communities, a lot of poor communities are surrounded surrounding these giant landfills near Moscow. And when all this food waste from Moscow gets dumped into these landfills, it is degrading by itself, which is creating all these gases. There's no microbes. There's nothing to help consume and deplete these biogases. So all of these communities around the landfills are getting extremely sick. People are dying. Newborns, children, high schoolers are all having you know breathing issues. They're all having... Um, faintness, uh, shortness of breath, dizziness, they're vomiting, you know, they're having to go to the hospital quite a bit. Like these, these communities cannot survive around these landfills. And what's interesting is now a lot of the wind gusts too are carrying those biogases into Moscow itself. Hmm. So potentially the yeah. bigger the issue grows there, the more people it's going to affect. Yeah. And that issue is also what's happening here in America. Yeah. Now, a lot of communities, a lot of people do compost in this country, but at the same time, it's nowhere it near. It depends where, though. Exactly. It depends because where. when I lived in Southwest, there was like little compost bins sure. and even in our like dumpster zone. But then when I moved out towards Beaverton, there was, there was none of that. Right. So it's like, it really depends where you are. Well, and it all depends on if there's a market for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially with Western culture, it's a capitalistic culture. So yeah. everything has to make us money. Yeah. So for the longest time, throwing away your food didn't make anybody money. But now, if you can compost, a lot of farms will take it. Mm -hmm. um, I was, uh, I remember watching a Dirty Jobs episode way back when, hmm. back uh, oh, on the Discovery Channel. Right. I know, right? Way back before Disney. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was great because it was a really clear and um, awesome solution to food waste. Yeah. Because um, a lot of California restaurants, instead of tossing their food in the landfill, would fill a garbage truck full of it and they'd take it to a local pig farm hmm. and it would just become pig slop. Yeah. And you know, that in itself, like a lot of pigs and stuff, they're like goats, they'll eat anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and their stomachs goats. can, yeah. yeah, can break down a lot yeah. of things. So you're still getting that biogas release from the animals themselves, mm -hmm. but you're cutting out all that vegetable waste and yeah. the potential resources to make more food for those pigs. So yeah. you're kind of cutting down. It's not necessarily a stop, but it's cutting down and it's a step in the right direction. Totally. And you know, what's so interesting, especially about what you said, like, you know, people hear about, um, all these toxins in the air from like factories and horrible pollution, you know, and we think plastic particles. Yeah. And we think, air. Oh my gosh, this is so far removed from us. It's corporations to corporations, but with food waste, yes, there is definitely a corporate aspect, but like, yeah. this is something that we, I think can, can have a lot more control over in our daily lives. Like mm. little things that we do can actually make a big difference. Whereas when you, you know, as consumers approach, an issue that seems like it's just this big manufacturing company. Like, what are we going to do about that? That's something that we are so um, removed from. So I, that's what is so interesting about this topic. And, you know, it's made me think about, um, well, why do we waste so much food? You know, you touched right. on one thing is like 
everything is always available to us all the time, you know, and it really wasn't that long ago where if you wanted something, it had to be seasonal. You had to know like a neighboring farmer to get it and you had to go into town and, uh, you know, get whatever fresh meat from your local butcher that had to have been sourced within not many miles where Mm -hmm. now we have stuff coming from all over the world. So really, if you want anything, you know, I remember reading books and like seeing movies when I was younger and this idea of like a piece of chocolate, you know, it was like, it's such a treat, like an orange um, or a piece of chocolate. And nowadays it's like, in what's even more interesting, 80 different choices of chocolate. Exactly. And with fruits, we go to the grocery store, we still see a bunch of varieties, but it's so limited. And like with lettuce, you go in and every now and then, you know, you'll see like living butter lettuce and red leaf lettuce. But the amount of stuff that is that we can actually grow compared to what we're seeing in the stores is vastly different. And you have to think about the reason behind that, you know, Mm -hmm. what's the cheapest to produce. And um, but there's so many factors, I think, that go into why we waste food. And it's also that Everything is so accessible to us. And, you know, like you've mentioned, convenience. You know, if you're sitting at home and you're hungry, you go on your phone and there's like 10 apps where you can get snacks delivered. Have you heard of what's that app? It's not Grubhub. It's a Puff. Go Puff. Go Puff. Gosh, yeah. Go Puff. And they'll deliver to you. DoorDash. Yeah. Caviar. (laughs) Go Puff will deliver you Plan B, a bottle of wine, and some Sour Patch Kids. You know, like it's crazy. And then, yeah, yeah, you have Postmates and DoorDash and Grubhub. And it's... Convenience is just such a real... Like, you know, turn on for so many people. It's just a real, like, want. It's a drive to create the most convenient thing possible for people. I mean, pretty soon, yeah, we won't even have to lift a finger to order whatever, whenever, and it'll be at our door within five minutes. It's crazy. By a drone. Yeah. By drone, gosh. Yeah, by a drone. Uh, Yeah, Amazon's doing some drone action now, I've heard. Oh, yeah. What a world. ridiculous. Have you ever seen the movie WALL-E? Oh, yeah. That movie was... Wow. (laughs) It was a little, like, too real, you know? It's so real, though, (laughs) because that just shows a future that corporation, capitalism, and convenience has taken over, which it obviously is on the path to doing. And what did we lose track of? We lost track of the food itself. Yeah. We lost track of the planet that it grew on. Yeah. So we just destroyed it. We trashed it. Yeah. And we had to leave Earth for what? What was it? Like three, four hundred years almost before it even grew a plant again. One plant. Yeah. And that's if. Yeah. That's if we didn't yeah. screw it for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Because there is there is definitely such thing as a runaway climate cycle, which we are definitely headed to if we don't change things. Yeah. And food waste, food production, the way we produce our food and agriculture in this country is a huge part of it. It is. And, and I think, you know, um, the reason why I feel so strongly connected to just this concept of food waste is because often I hear people... Um, just very kind of glib, um, just kind of gloss over like, oh, there's so many things that you guys can do. And I've said this before, like ride your bike, take transit, but like, come on, if we're looking at convenience, these things aren't convenient. And it takes like, it takes so long just to form a good habit. Yeah. And that requires doing something over and over and over again until it's, 
it's so hard for us to change the way we do things. And even when I, I have to check myself constantly, you know, because yeah. I'll find myself going to throw a food scrap away or I'll have, you know, I'll have made something in the fridge and then I don't want it anymore. I'm like, why not just go to the store? And, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about, um, I was talking to a friend last night about what's your favorite chips dip combo, you know, and there's so many, you go into the store and it's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The whole aisle just for chips, not even like different flavors, but there's so many competing brands making different flavors of the same flavor. You know, you can get sour cream and onion chips from like 10 different brands. But you got to think about that too. Think about how much grocery stores have grown. In the last hundred years, yeah, compared to like the market or you know the store that you would go to back in the twenties, it would be no bigger than like a small little city bike shop. Yeah, when nowadays you go into a grocery store and it's almost as big as an airplane hangar. Yeah, so <laughs> imagine, like, imagine how do you think that a grocery store sells all of their items? They can't. There's yeah. too many choices for too little people. Yeah. So, you know, cap, like it's all driven by convenience, like I said. But everything is connected in this world, scientifically, yep. societally. Everything yeah. is connected. So it's really important for us to remember you know, that. We're yeah. worked a lot in this country. Mm-hmm. When we work a long day, we've had a yeah. tar- we're tired. We don't want to cook for ourselves. Yeah. So we go out, we eat, or we do other things, or we yeah. get food that we really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And you know, we end up wasting the food that we may already have. Yeah. So like it's, yeah, it's all a vicious cycle and it's all connected. So if we can start to shift, you know, just small little changes personally where (laughs) food waste especially is, you know, a great way to personally make a small change. Yeah. And speaking of small um, portion sizes is one thing that's out of control. So I have a food business and I deliver, um, you know, healthy, keto, whatever the newest uh, fad diet that people are on. I deliver meals, you know, specified to that. And the portion sizes are what portion sizes should be. And when I put it in its little, you know, and I have these like um, compostable food containers that I use because I started off using Tupperwares. It was a disaster. I was like, put them in a bag. I'll take them back. I'll clean them. But even that process, there's so much waste involved. Yeah. And cleaning up plastic Tupperware is like a fucking... It's impossible. True. Like a tomato sauce. You put a tomato sauce in a Tupperware and it's destroyed forever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, I um I made um like this stir fry dish and it was cauliflower rice and vegetables. And I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm thinking about like ordering Chinese food. And when you get a stir fry dish, it's like enough food for a week. It's an insane amount of food. Totally. Yeah. So then you have this battle with consumers of like, well, why am I gonna pay? this amount for that, even if it is better quality when I could get so much more for, for cheap. And, you know, we've talked about, um, fast food and they have these like stoner boxes that like five, five dollar meal. And I know a lot of places do that where it's like, they're delicious. (laughs) Where it's like one of the Uh, options, isn't it like a cheeseburger with two grilled cheeses on the outside? I've I've had that one. It's (laughs) Like, you know, in the moment, you're just like, yes, this is so great. And then you just think about what you just ate afterwards and you're like, holy crap. You know, first off, you're eating probably five to ten different food items that potentially all came from like 
different parts of the world, you know, yeah. and what was it? It was all deep fried. So yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's horrible for you. Yeah. Uh, B, it's probably horrible for the environment that they were grown in. Mm-hmm. And C, horrible for the planet because it was all transported to said Jack in the Box. Yeah. And when food is cheap, <laughs> you have to realize that the costs, like there is always a flat cost involved in something. Yeah. And that if, if it's not being transferred onto you as a consumer, right. it's either being transferred onto the environment yeah. or corporations. But even still, those two things are so intertwined right. because if corporations are managing to produce things so cheaply, then I can guarantee that they are not using practices that are in any way sustainable or organic. And I'm meaning not no. USDA certified organic, but organic in a true sense. Well, and that's because the disconnect of costs is so real these yeah. days. Because nowadays, the only cost we think of is in dollars terms. Yeah. We don't think totally. of the environmental toll, the health toll down the road. So those are costs that we also need to look at in the future. So I was the kitchen manager of this cafe in downtown LA. And at the end of the day, We'd have extra sandwiches, extra muffins, and it's against health code. It's like state health code violation to give that away. So it's against the law. It's basically legal to throw that food away. So there are laws in place that are encouraging us as consumers to throw food away. So I would kind of just like put it in a bag and like leave it. I was, I lived very close to Skid Row, so leave it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and obviously I don't want, it would be gone in a second. I wouldn't like let food sit out and rot, but, right. but come on, like the amount of food we throw away and my yeah. friend works for Nike. Yeah. Um, and she was saying that after events, so much food gets thrown away. Oh yeah. Tossed. It's insane. Like Tossed. fresh, good food. And it's just yeah. because, you know, uh, the laws are, you know, they're meant to protect us as consumers, but also like, there has to be some sort of like food recycling network. I was thinking it would be cool if they had hubs around, like fridge hubs. Sure. You know, who knows? Who well, knows how workable like that hub, would be? Or even just a nationwide composting program. Yeah. Like would even be, you know, it would be somewhat cheap to set up and it would yeah. be so beneficial for all the farms and cities around the country because you can create fresh compost for people to have their own home garden. Consumer trends are what drive corporate action. So we are progressing more so than ever, you know, uh, forward um, towards like having more organic products. People are becoming more invested in local food systems, but still not, not quick enough. Also though, you know, the laws that we just talked about have an effect with that too, Mm -hmm. because yeah, you know, these consumer buying of products affects the corporate way. But if these corporations are forced to also throw away all this food, so basically, like, if more people are buying it, they're just going to continue to buy more product and make more product. Yeah. Regardless, they're going to make as much as they can yeah. to make as much money as they can. But on the consumer end, um, I was watching The Good Place, and uh, there's this whole thing in the third season where they're debating like, you know, on earth we uh, either have good points or bad points that determines if we're going to heaven or hell. And there was like some um, discrepancies and they were looking at it and this guy uh, lost points for buying a tomato. And it was because um, the tomato, you know, was 
uh, farmed using toxic pesticides and herbicides and, uh, you know, unfair labor practices to produce it. So he says something and he says, uh, you know, even if you somehow manage to make good decisions, you still lose points because of the unintended consequences. Yeah. And I think that is such a good point about how as consumers, like even when you're trying to be responsible, you have to be like extra, extra conscious uh, to ensure. And nobody is going to do that. Like yeah. maybe not nobody, but who's going to go to the store well, and see a tomato and go, you know. Because we're not taught to think like where that. Where does that, of course we're not, you, you know, know. We're taught to think that, oh, it's available. You just need to make enough money and it's going to be at your fingertips. Yeah. You know, we don't need to think about where our food come from because farmers grow it for us. Yeah, farmers. So like, how many yeah. farmers are there? There's less than 1% of the population in the United States are farmers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our food that we grow gets exported elsewhere. Yeah, you know, and it's so rare these days to, um, like, as a chef, to create a food product where all of the ingredients were actually locally sourced. Right. And so when I was in Peru, um, we hiked up to this place called the Monkey House, and uh, this woman made this fresh banana bread with this chocolate sauce on it. And it was so amazing because on the hike, we saw bananas. We saw cocoa plants, you know? So it was like... Eating, you know, it was such a simple little treat, a banana bread, but like every single ingredient in that banana bread, like they live, that hike up to that place was by far the hardest hike of my fucking life. Right. You know, like I'd say maybe two minutes into it, my friend and I looked at each other and we yeah. were like, what the hell have we done? Right. And then, so you get to the top and there are people living there. And I remember thinking like, how, they don't have drones. How no. the hell are they? And they said they don't ever leave unless there's like a real medical emergency. Right. Like, I couldn't, like even sometimes walking to the bathroom to go pee is like, oh, to go all the way. You know, it's like, I can't imagine having to go on that trek. I was like, I'm never doing that again. You know, right. so it is, it is convenience. It's huge convenience that we can, you know, rush out to the grocery store or order right. You know, Instacart, where they'll now deliver you groceries. Like, change that's, is really that's, hard. Like, that's the thing. The solutions are simple. The solutions have been there for years, yeah. hundreds of years. Um, we've used them before, but we quit because we got into our convenience. Mm -hmm. And ever since we've had that, yeah, we've kind of come to a standstill. We don't yeah. like to change. Totally. So our morality, our... our um, our thick-headedness yeah. is going to be the hardest thing to get past. Totally. And this... That's our hardest obstacle. Um, Kind of... Um, I know before we started, you had mentioned that we rambled a bit about straws last time. But I think... Oh, yeah. I think that's a great point, too, because... Yeah. Um, so the example that I mentioned was at the bar that I used to go to, my, my little local bar... Um, every time you get a short drink, they put those two fucking little skinny straws in there... And there was this girl who'd go through a fair amount of drinks a night, and she always got the straws, but never used them to actually sip the drink. She would kind of fold them over the edge of the cup. Right. And it, like, killed me, because there was no, it wasn't providing any use. It was pure waste. Yeah. And, you know, and this whole concept of, like, oh, save the turtles, you know, that drives me crazy, because the ocean is full of, like, more creatures than we could even fathom. 
it just took one viral video for people to start saying, oh, save the turtles, save the turtles. But no. That's all it takes sometimes. <laughs> I mean, like, it's true. Sadly. You yeah, know. <laughs> gosh. I mean, well, whatever. If that's what it takes, yeah, we right. need more more videos right. like that. But now in Oregon, it's uh, straws, I'm not going to say are illegal, but you have to request a straw yeah. in order to get one in your drink. I saw that the other day, actually. Yeah. You what? That you when you went in, they were like, yeah. Do you need a straw? Well, yeah. Some guy was like, "Are you guys any straws?" Yeah. And and yeah, lady had to pull out from the counter. Yep. Yeah. And and, like, and oh, for sweet. years, I was used to being that person who was always like, "No straw, please." And then it got nice because I go up to places and I felt like kind of silly being like, "No straw," and they're like, "Oh, we don't give out straws anymore." I'm like, "Well, welcome. Okay, great." <laughs> you know. But there was um, I found Dead. out I have a a friend who works at a bar and she said that there were straw undercover straw agents going around to where um they go in and order a water and if you get it back with a straw you get like i don't know maybe just a little slap on the wrist right. or something but they wanted to know we're mm. watching you know stop giving out straws but even still you know i go to the bar and um there's less people using straws right but still like point like pointless usage and yeah. you know with our plastic uh bag ban here where now if you go into the store it's like five cents um five cents for a bag you know so there's like little things as consumers you know this this maybe isn't essentially in the kitchen but like our consumer habits yeah. um that lead to all this waste can it just takes like such a little change of viewpoint and you know what that's that's yeah and it takes you know certain regulations like that just to be like not even to necessarily ban it but just to be like we're not going to give it to you but if you really really need it come ask us for it and then we'll give it to you yeah you know like food yeah. needs to be like that so my uh my, my girlfriend's mom and her they love sweet tomatoes mm -hmm. and i don't know if Anyone's listening haven't heard Sweet Tomatoes. It's a wonderful little buffet that does soup oh, and salads. Yeah. Oh, you're talking but about okay, the restaurant chain, yeah. As far as food waste goes, it is one of the worst. I was literally grabbing these little cheesy pizza things, right? Because they're delicious. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take some of those. And after I had grabbed like three or four of them, there was maybe six or seven left on the thing. The guy behind the counter takes them and just dumps them right in the trash and puts a brand new one on. And I was like, I, like you could have asked. Like, I would have eaten those, man. Well, like, what? That's so strange. Why? So it's so, you know, like buffets in general are just like Were a they perfect like looking example. at the end of the line or something or? Mm -hmm. No, it's just they had a he new batch. He just was too lazy to want to dump them on the... Waiting to be picked. So okay. he just takes the old ones. Okay. So literally, they'll <laughs> dump a whole thing. Like, they just have to constantly make stuff throughout the day to Jeez, feed the people. That's crazy. And it was kind of nuts. And it, like, kind of made me think, you know, it's just like, you know, as a kid, like, I liked old country buffet and stuff like that. But all buffets, you know, it's just like piles of food mm -hmm. set for people, just like a grocery store though. Yeah. I mean, grocery store the same way, you know, yeah. it's just like a bunch of food, like, hey, come buy it. Yeah. If you don't, we got to toss it. So, you know, they waste so much food and with regulations and laws, they cannot donate it, yeah. which is ridiculous. So in this country, we waste three times as much food as we could feed people. I want to mm -hmm. quickly just talk about, so... Um, you know, thinking about things that we can actually do as consumers and as a chef, one yeah. thing that I find super important is cooking in home and cooking, you know, cause 
when you eat out, the chances of wasting are really high. And I get that when you cook food at home, sometimes it gets boring, but it's important to go to the grocery store and if you buy snacks and stuff, the chances of them containing plastic wrappers, shit that can't be recycled is very that's high. food waste as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I was saying is that it's not just food itself. It's all the associated products that right. our food is packaged in. But Production. if you can go to the grocery store, if you have a recipe and you go, I'm going to cook, just try once a week. You go in when you get the raw ingredients themselves – they the the scraps can be composted or there's all sorts of fun alternative things to do um with food scraps like vegetables that's a huge thing that almost goes bad so like soups are really easily frozen you can Mm -hmm. always use up all your extra veggies um for fruit i don't know how many times i've bought raspberries and been like looking at you raspberries i'm gonna gobble you up and then they're fucking moldy a few days later so you can blend them and put them in ice cube trays. I use that for smoothies. So there are some simple ways to avoid. Wash like, off the mold first. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but blend yeah. them before they're moldy. Right, even. right. But you had mentioned though that waste meat, raw meat waste is, is way worse because yeah. first of all, as you mentioned before, it takes a lot more energy to produce and meat can't really be composted. No, it takes a lot of energy to compost it. Yeah. Like, you know, things need to eat it. It just doesn't necessarily like degrade on itself. So yeah. It'll... So throw that in your soup or yeah. don't go to the store. It, it's so easy to go to the grocery store and buy so much extra crap. Like try and have it be like a therapeutic thing where you very consciously write a shopping list and go to the store and stick to that because man, those marketing companies yeah. want you to be distracted when you're in the grocery store. Right. Well, and like, you know, the fact that, you know, frozen, like you said, like mm-hmm. freezers are a great tool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with your food scraps, you can keep a lot of your veggie scraps and keep them in a bag in the freezer for uh, soup stock. Soup stock, yeah. If you know you're not going to use certain meats or veggies in the next week or so and you think they may go bad, just toss them in the freezer. Yeah. And you can use those for like a stir exactly. fry or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a lot and better And check in with your freezer every frozen. now and then because I don't know how many True times, yeah. you know, when you're writing that list or planning for the week, look at what's in there. You'd be surprised. Yeah. There's always a little hidden mm-hmm. ground beef or something right. that you, you know, but definitely, you know, throw it in the freezer. My yeah. roommate gets like these like huge packs of steak and granted he will eat steak and eggs every morning. He's good about that. But like, I know that food waste happens in our house and it'd be so simple to just transfer the product from one side of the fridge into the freezer. So be overly prepared. You know, a lot of us just go to the store and just pick things willy nilly, especially mm-hmm. at the grocery store. There's yeah. so many things enticing you mm-hmm. that are there to advertise, to sell you. So they're so smart with so those advertisements. They are. So, oh. you know, go in with a conscious mind of a certain list, you know, it's always a great idea to make a list and stick to it. Um, but you know, really definitely think about, do I really need this, Mm -hmm. you know, or do I only want this? Or do I also need like five of this? Like sometimes I go to a friend's house and they have like five loaves of bread Totally. and I'm like, I get it that we have that available to us, Mm -hmm. but go get one loaf. If you can get through that. And I even take my loaves of bread and I store them in the freezer because you can easily take them out, pop them in the toaster oven. And it's like, so true. (laughs) It's like fresh bread, but um, my roommate, it's crazy. I'll come home and you'll have like four loaves of bread. I'm like, he has a cinnamon raisin, like yum, I get it. 
but then like yeah. a white bread and then some of those like onion Kaiser rolls. And it's like, are mm-hmm. you planning a feast? Yeah. Like, what? Are you really going to eat all that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just this idea that we need everything. Like I understand the feeling because when you have a nice stocked fridge, you know, it's like, look at all these possibilities. Right. But I would rather have an understocked fridge and go to the grocery store more often to get smaller amounts. True. You don't need to stock up. The world isn't fucking ending yet. Right. Not you know? yet. <laughs> Not yet. So stop shopping like it's the damn apocalypse. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like we well, don't need that much stuff. And you know, that goes back to the whole convenience thing yeah. and the whole, you know, that everything's available. So, yeah. you know, you just really have to be conscious of what you're eating, how much you're buying. And, you know, especially that goes for where it's coming from, how it's packaged. So, you know, you just got to have to, you have to think about a lot of these things. Now, you know, it sounds like a hard change at first, but down the road, you're going to start to kind of enjoy it. You know, I go through the grocery store aisle now and I'll like look up a product. I'll immediately go to the ingredients list and look and see what's in it. Mm -hmm. And half the time there's, you know, 10 to 15 ingredients that just don't need to be in there. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. And we're going to do a podcast on the unpronounceables, all those weird ingredients. I was like, yeah, that's. That's a great thing Because that's but, like, there's so much crap on our fruit that um, we don't need. Another great way, um, there's a, I know there's probably a few companies that do this, but um, Imperfect Produce, um, we recently just re-signed up on. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, reuse all produce that is just going to get tossed anyways. Yeah. Because it doesn't look right or it's the wrong size yeah. or maybe it's like a little too ripe or mm-hmm. something. So a lot of it, you know, you may have to use that night or the even next day. Even just the concept but of Imperfect then, Produce is, is it's, it's huge yeah, yeah. it's huge because you know it, it, you're because cutting it doesn't look so perfect much. throw it away you know, right that, and yeah. you have to understand that re- all these resources are going into these food products yeah um i was actually maybe like not even a year ago um at fred meyers and we were getting corn and so the corn corn was from mexico but they didn't have anything else at the time um girlfriend really wanted corn for their camping trip so got some corn and yeah it's classic on the campfire delicious right corn's classic sorry two of (laughs) our ears two out of four ears they all looked normal but when i pulled the husk apart two of the ears were completely underdeveloped they had no kernels whatsoever and a lot of our food comes from mexico and central america so a lot of these people migrating to our borders aren't migrating because of violence. They're migrating because they have nothing to eat down there. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, So Costa we're throwing Rica, away a ton of food and people who are growing this food that we're wasting can't, can't eat. even eat it. They can't eat yeah. it because they have to export everything that they grow now. They don't have anything. A lot of farmers these days that are growing yeah. corn for us are living off one tortilla a day. And to see the amount of food that we waste in this yeah. country due to policies, due to just our own, you know, societal yeah. mentality, yeah. it's it's not okay and it's not sustainable. Yeah. So it really needs to change if we want to continue to thrive yeah. on this planet. So the smarter we can become about our waste, mm-hmm. the better we're going to be prepared yeah. For the Because the truth is we can't control everything. And I understand right. fully but how overwhelming it is. That's but the beauty there, that's, that this is something yeah, we can't exactly. control. And, and like just these little ways that we've talked about. Like they're so minor. Yeah. You know, like 
Um, my friend Keely is really good about about going to the grocery store just for a meal. Right. She's like, great at that. And I only say this because she's constantly like, got to go to the grocery store. I'm like, that's the 10th fucking time this week. Yeah. But it's because she goes to make one meal. Right. And, you and know, it, I understand the idea of wanting to plan for the whole week. But come on, life yeah. is never well, how we plan and when you it comes know, to food. A lot of America doesn't also live in a city where they're walking distance from a grocery store. Yep. Like a five minute drive. Yeah. You know. I have uh, know a lot of people that have to drive an hour to two hours just to get to the grocery store. And a lot of times you got to stock up and you got to, you know, know exactly what you yeah. need and you want. But, um, you know, those families also don't waste a lot of things. Yeah. So, um, you know, it really depends and you really have to be conscious of what you're buying yep. and what you have stocked and, you know, what you're eating. Yeah. Check your fridge. Basis. Check your pantry. Check your cupboard. Like... It's really like another really simple thing is have an inventory, have a running inventory of what you have on your fridge. Right. Um, because I've even found like I'll buy something and come home and already have it. And thankfully it's like a product that's shelf stable or can be in the fridge for a while. So totally. I will use it all. Right. But I'm like, oh crap, well, why did I buy this when I already have it in the fridge? So yeah. we, we really hope that, you know, this hasn't been too heavy, but just the right amount of heavy. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, where, you know, because we have to start thinking about these things. We really have to. It is our responsibility. And the more we pretend that it's not, the worse it's going to get. Right. And if all we can do is, like, eat the food that we buy and try and buy less products packaged in plastic and cook at mm -hmm. home, that's all we have to do. That's very little. Food is something that we connect to so much, yeah, you know, um, true. more so than these other systems that seem kind of alien to us when we talk about them. So, right. you know, plan a meal this week with your friends or your family or just for yourself and, mm -hmm. and try and look at your shopping list the next time you make one yeah. and go, do I need this? And then when you're in the store, challenge number two, don't buy extra shit that you don't yeah. need, you know? Right. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this and... Learned a few things that um, will hopefully help kind of uh, make you a bit more of a responsible consumer because I think the more we know, uh, the more positive we can make our actions as big or as small, you know. Not right. everyone needs to start a grassroots project to make a difference. Like right. changing one little thing about your habits. Won't We're make not a all difference. perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Far, far from it. But, but start um, small and yeah. it will lead to bigger things. Totally. You know. You'll find, you'll get a lot of joy out of it too. Really appreciate you coming here, Aaron. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, no, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. I think we kept a good balance in terms of, you know, I, as I think that usual. was, yeah, that was great. Um, that was great. All right, and I'll uh, catch you all later. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food.